0: Welcome to Everything House Music and More, and my special guest today is one of the legends, the greatest and biggest Chicago party promoter in the history of Chicago, (laughs) Mr. Tony Batoy. Tony, what's happening, brother? What's up? What's up? Happy New Year to you, man. Same to you, man. Hey, man, this is an honor. Thank you, Tony, for doing this, man. And it's, it's, man, I appreciate this for real, brother. Oh, that's nice. You ready to get into it? Yep. All right. So, Tony, you are one of the Chicago's most successful dance party promoters. How did you discover house music and in
1: what year? Well, I think Chicago house music, not that I discovered it. It kind of discovered me. It kind of happened. Okay. I went in, I won't get into the long story of how I got started and all the other kind of stuff, but I was doing the Rainbow, and I, which I got that whole concept from the Roxy in New York, which was a skating rink and right. everything else. Right. So at the time, I was bringing in... I think the first group I brought in was Roxanne Shante. Oh, then I brought in stuff like U.T.F.O. Right, and yeah. and I, and I was doing those type. Of, I was doing hip hop because B.M.X. was playing hip hop and dance, and and the whole that whole thing was blowing up Beach Street. I brought in like the New York City Breakers, right. so it was like a a Northside Latin, you know, break dancers and. And uh, then the other dance teams. So it it uh, it was it was a north side thing. So I would just uh, get in to fit in.
0: And what year was that, Tony?
1: That I started doing there. The first initial party that I did there was in eighty three. Okay. And then the officially every week started in eighty four.
0: Okay. so so that was your very uh, first promotion at that time.
1: At, that, well I want if you, you go back to I was working at Jewel. Oh wow. And uh, <laughs> you know I was a manager at Jewel and I was they asked me to do a uh we they were going to do a party for the you know they wanted to do a, a Christmas party for the store. I said, "Well, and I'm always like, well, let's do a Christmas party for all every every store yeah. in the district." And so I put together this this party rented out Nancy's Pizza and uh say so we do a pizza party we're doing a pizza and and all you can drink and eat okay and it was just like people all lined up outside and going crazy Wow. and then i just kind of got enamored with it but who got me into the party okay doing parties was Larry Amazing Thompson
0: Larry Thompson
1: from yep. LNR LNR really? really he worked in i was a i was a produce manager okay and he was a cleanup kid in the in the meat market. Wow he would come in there at night and uh and spray off you know cleaning all the uh, yeah. stuff and I remember him telling me that uh, he told me about how uh he was a dj okay and uh and how about these parties and they're making so much money doing these parties okay and I asked him to see well let me see and he showed me a flyer <laughs> and it was at for, it was at uh da Vinci Manor. Wow. And and it was like him and and uh yeah, you know like Rick Lenore right. and all of them on a the flyer right. and and he said I said and I looked at it and, and he said, Yeah, they making all this money. I am just doing math. Yeah. I see he said, I said, How many people? He said, There's a thousand people. And I'm saying, what, well, five five dollars a head. Right. That's five thousand dollars. Yeah. I said he, he, and then I said, Well, how much to rent the place? I'm going numbers in right, my head. In your head right. And he said, Oh no, you can't I don't know. And then he said, uh, "I don't know how much it would cost to, you know, this kind of printing and stuff." Right. And I said, "Let me go to one of your parties." I went there and I saw it. Okay. And uh, he said, "No, these guys got it sewn up. You can't, you know, they won't let you do no." I said, "How?" "Let me." He ain't right. gonna let me do shit, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know. And I said, uh, "And he said, no, he was cousin Danny, Mister Felton, right. all of those promoters from the west side of Chicago." Yeah. And so I looked at the posters. I said, this is easy to duplicate. Okay. I said, show where you got it printed at. Larry the Printer. Right. Over there on Lake Street. Right. And then uh, uh, Kentland, Kentland, Indiana for the big posters. Right. And how much does this wire cost? I'm just doing math. All in your head. That's all I do because this, I, I'm a marketing guy. I yeah. worked at Jewel. I, you know, I know about scheduling and everything else. And I said, well, I called Kentland. I called in, how much are posters? And then I went to the, you know, found out where they got the wire. Just where I was, just you know, yeah. tie wires. I said, "You can do this." How much it costs to rent the place? I can do and this is not impossible. Yeah. And he said, "Well, no, no, you can't, man. You you don't understand." I said, <laughs> "What's that? Understand?" I said, "You try this." So, what it was, I went and and I saw that this thing could work. Right. And I said, first you need a a, a place to do it." Yeah and uh that's when the movie Beach Street and the stuff that that was that it came out okay and i so was had already to be in the
0: late, late 80s correct
1: uh no early 80s early 80s that came out in 84 okay now but i was already a skater okay you know i skated since the 70s all right and i was like every the loop Markham, you know maywood i was a skating guard all yeah. of that so that's what i knew right i knew skating so i and so, people think that I, uh, uh, like I, I was doing the little parties for the stores, and then I started doing skating parties before I did anything. Oh, wow. So, I was doing roller skating, the, the whole thing. I hired- uh, Now, was this at Rainbow? Or this was at Rainbow. This was at Rainbow. Okay. I hired uh, Banks & Company, Doug Banks, Doug Banks. and uh, Lee Michaels. Wow. I, I was the first one to go on radio with this. Okay. And I said- I got the place on. A, uh, I got the place. Did it on an off night. And and you ever see eight hundred people roller skating is impossible. Right. They when they showed up, I got the place for a hundred dollars. Wow. They said, well, you know. And then I bought radio. Nobody ever buy radio. Right. You know and stuff. I bought maybe five or six hundred dollars for radio. Okay. Paid them, and. Then I showed up and I and I and I, I had on a white tux, you know, with yeah. a whole thing.
0: <laughs> I'm skating
1: and I had the whole I had my covers on my skates right, with right, red right. cummerbunds, and and uh and uh Doug Banks being Doug Doug was great yeah. and uh but they they were in such shock at the at the at the rainbow yeah. that, you know, because they only had one person at a concession and one person at the front door. Mm. No security Okay And all of a sudden This is on a Monday Right This was on a Monday Okay And they They, they were so overwhelmed They were calling people in And they said Well after that It was so successful that They just said Well uh, you want to do something else ah. And I said I said well This is a big ass place yeah. You know it's a big place Right And uh, so But they And then The skating rink They were doing the Roxy in New York Right so that's when I said, well, I'll go to New York. I want to see what's this dance thing going on. Yeah. So I flew to New York. That's when Jazzy J and all of them, they were out there. Right. And and uh, it was wild. It was wild. They said they turned this skating rink into a nightclub. Uh-huh. And I said, well, I can do this in Chicago. Wow. So that's where I came up. And Saturday, believe it or not, back then, Saturday was their worst night at Rainbow. Really? They were doing Saturday night. Now They had all the kiddie stuff in the right, afternoon.
0: Right, right, right,
1: And then they had that Sunday skate. But Saturday was just a terrible. So I said, give me Saturday. We'll split the difference, and I'll do the promotions and stuff. Right. And I came in there, did the party, did all the posters that we did, the wiring and right. hung up. But I was phoned on the west side. So initially, the first crowd that came in here was a little bit blacker. Right. And then I started seeing see all these Latin kids around there. She so got to mirror this, yeah. And then I started doing, you know, the hip hop stuff. That's what they say, bringing in Roxy yeah. I think she was, she might have been fifteen or sixteen wow. at the time. And, and
0: this was still at the Rainbow, so yeah. So that's how your 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 relationship got developed at the Rainbow.
1: At the Rainbow, okay. And I came up and it started doing acts. Okay. I said, and so I said, I got to do this every week. And I'm still working at Jewel. Right. at the same time. I got profit sharing. I'm doing, right, right. you know, I got, everybody thought I was crazy. Yeah. And people thought that the Corvettes and all this other kind of stuff that I had came from parties. It was, was it, your job. I was already doing that. Right,
0: right, right. I was doing that already. So at the Rainbow at the time, who was, was there in a DJ there at the time?
1: Uh, no, they were just skating DJs. Okay. But then I brought in on my nights, it was Larry, Barry Larry Thompson. Mason Thompson. Right. Rick the King Lenore. Lenore. And Eric the Wiz really? really those were my Djs wow. those were my Djs every week okay and then i started I started doing it I started bringing acts in but they were all hip-hop at first right and and then they asked me to help out with the fresh fest with the run DMC and right. all that kind of stuff right so so that's when I had uh and then all the guys were helping out with it and uh that always tell that story of uh how uh for they back then everything was the way they set it up, yeah. the shows, yeah. they they it was a record DJ, and it was no this track and this this was like for right. real. Right, the track was it was live. Yeah. Everything was live. Yeah, and so and Jam Master Jay they, they they didn't wait for the limo to pick him up. Okay, they wanted to come over to to, to the venue, which was at the UIC Pavilion right. at the time. And he left the records in the cab. Oh. And you know all the stuff is marked up, yeah. and, and I'm going. He goes, man. He 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 told he he uh, Jay turned over to to run, right. and said, man, you get my records. And, and, and he, I remember I remember this like it was yesterday. He goes, <laughs> I ain't your nigga. And, and, you know, and, and he goes, and then so then we tried to call the cab company, couldn't get them, and we had to. Hear Eric Eric the Wiz right. went back. Eric Sexton. I yeah, get it. Eric Sexton. <laughs> right. he, he went back to his house, got his records. Actually, okay. Anything would run. Right. And they did the show based off some. he just his the record. Wow. And they weren't even marked up. And the whole show. It went, and nobody. The crowd didn't know it. Yeah. But that's how. That's how that. And, and wow. Jay just he handled it. Wow. That's but, some history right there. Yep. And then so, but but getting into the house thing, I was doing all of these things. Okay. All of a sudden, here comes house music. And I read. Now me. okay, pause right there. Go ahead. Here come how what year was this for you? 85.
0: 85,
1: okay. 85. Okay. Because and I'll tell you the Steve Hurley story. Okay. I got stories. I know you do. <laughs> Steve came to me said, "Man, you got to hire me."
0: Okay.
1: And uh and and I forgot his number uh uh 750 800, whatever he said well i got this record they they were playing it in the mixes but it wasn't you know you know how you first started something yeah. out and i said no steve i said right now they they know you, people know you as a DJ I said well what happened I said if I hire you people who want, anybody to show up be, be like your family to right. see you perform. Right. And then it blew up you know the whole uh I can't I can't turn around right. and all of that right, kind right, of stuff. Right. And then he came back to me, oh, now it's going to cost you double. I said, but I ain't got no problem paying double. Yeah. I said, because now you're going to draw for me. Right. And they did. I got the, uh, that's the one I got on film. Okay. With them on stage. On stage, right yep. there. And uh, they did a great show, the crowd going nuts. But, but but then all of them started, I started lining them up. That's with Marshall Jefferson. Right. And that's the, that other hilarious story I tell all the time. <laughs> when they showed up and they performed. Right. And they showed up in these Temptation sequin jackets. Okay. And when they were doing their moves, it was a Temptation right. walk. I said, this, "This would move your body." And but that's and I tell people, but that's there was no template for house right. Really. it Right. Wasn't not at all. And Nobody perso- knew what was
0: going on at that so time. So they
1: they did what they knew. Right. And and so he came around. And then every then it was the floodgates opening right. up. So but the problem that I had. And this is no disrespect to all the acts of the time. Right. Great show with, with, uh, with Marshall. Right. And, and uh, uh, Steve. Steve. Right. Uh, but on oh, the lead, I, I don't want to leave my boy out that was singing the lead on, on Marshall stuff. Oh, Keith Nunley. Keith, oh, like, no, Curtis McClain. Curtis McClain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know he always gets kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. brushed over. But, but they, those were shows. Right. But then they, all this stuff came along and there were more tracks. Okay. And he said, "When you gonna hire me?" I said, "What you gonna do? Just sit up there and repeat your track?" Right. Right. And I said, "You got." And I was, I at the time I was bringing in groups like Exposé. They were their record was blowing up. Yeah. And uh, Company B and and all the other kind of stuff. I said, "You need to look at these New York acts. You need branding. You need a face. And you need songs, Mm. full songs." I said, "But right now, this is." The house at that time. It's, it, this is great for a party. It was tracky, yeah. It, it was tracks.
0: But that's good. That's good that you said and you had that insight before, then Tony. Because you're absolutely right. Like you said, you can't just go on a, on stage and
1: have a track act and just repeat stuff over and over without the having a show. It, you got, you got to have a show. You got songs with with uh, 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 full songs. Yeah. And I didn't see. And I'm not trying to diss anybody, right? Because there were some there were some shows that that. That that came through that were were good and 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 everything, and entertaining. Right. But the, the New York thing kind of had it. The 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 action was a lot of the freestyle stuff yeah. and and more poppy commercial stuff. Right. Uh. Because I got offered everybody. I got offered Madonna. Yeah. When once you were doing that skating thing. Wow. And I turned that. I was. I turned that down. I said, Oh, this ain't gonna work," because it was kind of too vanilla for yeah, what I was yeah, doing. Because yeah, yeah. I'm North Side, a little right. And I said, "I need, you know, I need the, that hard hitting stuff." Yeah. But you know, I I wasn't that smart to understand that the commercials, yeah. the, the money is in the middle. So
0: so going back to your parties, Tony, you really incorporated the house the house scene, in, into boy, hip hop, and freestyle all into like one night. One was night. that very difficult to do? Nope. Not at all. Not at the time because
1: we had a different vibe. It was the north side. Okay, and and I remember, uh, everybody was talking about Mendo and two thousand kids. Yeah, and I would always say, well, two thousand kids at two dollars a head. I said I'm charging seven. Right. And I got, I got fifteen hundred, two thousand. Wow. Do the math. Yeah. And I said, and, and the thing is, is is the only thing that that house did was. It started being this south side versus the north side, or there was, Mm. and uh, because I got the story, how I I went to Ron Hardy's house, I said, "Come do the show." Didn't want to do the show, and that's not my crowd. Wow, really? Same thing with uh, Frankie Knuckles. Mm. Now, and and I I mean, I practically I was on his porch with Larry Thompson, with 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 Ron Hardy. First of all, I said, "Dude, come." He said, "Well, they're not gonna like my music." I said, "They'll like if I tell them this is it. Right? This is it. They'll like it." They'll, I said, "They have to be exposed to it to like it." Right. I don't know. I said, "I'm telling you, it'll work." I I did the same thing with Frankie Knuckles. Now Frankie was doing the North Side, but he yeah. was doing the gay clubs. Correct. And I had him on a show at Navy Pier, with, but I had like the Cover Girls and I had TKA on the show. And and John Roca Roker John Roker. was on there, wow. and so this and the crowd is yeah. out there, and this white, black, Latinos. This all, is what all, I get all mixed together, right? This is what I get. Yeah, and 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 he was there, and I remember him backstage saying, "Man, this is not really my my my." I said, "Dude, just do you, right?" And they will love it. And then came time for him to do to do his set, and right. I, you know, I'm not talking ill of the, the dead or nothing right. like that. And he he had left. What? He didn't DJ. I said, "Where's Frankie?" He said, he,
0: they said he left. So he was at. The, he was there already. He was there. And you talked to him, and then you came back and get him. He was yeah,
1: gone. Gone. <sighs> and I said, "I said I can." NCP and, and nobody tripped because he he wasn't known to this crowd right. like it would have been if he would have been on the south side and he yeah. didn't show and everybody mad. Right? They didn't. But I wanted to expose him because I wanted to 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 elevate it to my crowd right. to my people. Right. But I got the same treatment from Ron and Frankie. Frankie, and I—I oh. I, I didn't hold no grudges, right? Because I wanted, but I knew it would work. Yeah. It would work if they would let it work, correct? Because I know I had everybody would uh, would say I had that commercial pop crowd, right. or or they're into whatever's new and in yeah. the Latinos and the, and, but it was Latinos, black. It was everybody, yeah. And I thought that that was a better place to be. And the only thing that happened with the South Side, it turned into similar to what happened, you know, like say in jazz. I always use that analogy. Yeah. When George Benson went from the the classical jazz guitarist, and right. everybody was, oh, he's a great. And then when he went out there and started making pop, and started making money. Yeah.
0: They tell him to sell out. Uh, sell out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, in 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 any any genre of music, when you try to say, well, that is not this. I got criticized for uh, when we did the Kings and Queens of House music. Right, I was getting flack about CC Peniston. Wow, I said, "Are you kidding me?" I said, "Well, a couple of—I mean, get, and these are message boards. People, yeah, oh, that see. ain't house.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah." I said, "Dude, it is. CC can blow right. this, and you know what the tracks that, that the the stuff that, that Steve did. Yeah. come on yeah. now. No, no, that's true. But that that goes to show you, Tony, that
0: you were a visionary." way before time you know you mm-hmm. used before your time because you brought a whole genre to different masses mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing now mm-hmm. you know incorporating everybody and that's what everybody wants to be on that type of stage and that platform now mm-hmm. where they have all those people partying and enjoying themselves yep. so i give you credit on that brother i'm sorry that didn't work out but that's history though that's so that's let it. me ask you something You've been exposed to a lot of DJs over the years. Mm-hmm. Are there any DJs you feel got their break playing at your parties, and uh, predicted that they're going to be big or, or got popular at some of your parties?
1: Got popular? Well, see, I stuck to my guys. Okay, M- Mike.
0: Mike Hitman was my Wilson, DJ, right?
1: Hitman, for what decades? Yeah, even before that. You know, even with, when I started, the only reason that, uh, you know, L&R, because they blew up. Yeah. And, you know, they went, and they were going, doing Europe, and so I had to bring in other DJs, but I was like, they were my DJs. Right. They were my guys, when they and they went over to Europe. I could never get, I never could get Larry to perform in Chicago, though. Really? <laughs> I said, come on, Larry, you do the show in Europe. Right, right. And and it, I think it was a sh- you know because he was known as you know Larry over yeah, here yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. like over there and he didn't know uh, uh what type of response right and uh uh even even uh, the funny thing was uh the uh the show that uh, uh Ralphie the Raz did Ralphie was Remember on remember what he was singing you yes, were, yes. and and he great house and right. he can DJ and stuff like that but when he did Puerto Rican lover, I had girls screaming and <laughs> going, right?" <laughs> you know. And uh, but that was a like I said, this is all a part of everything. Yeah. But 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 I did do the the people that had good shows. You know, uh, we had Mr. Lee and yeah. and all of that. Ty- Tyree Cooper. Wow. They were they were they were they were artists that were that had songs and they got out there and they did their thing. Right and stuff I, I wish there were more
0: Well, no that's good that you I, I'm you loyal man you stuck to your people man and and that's good to see man that somebody's still doing that that did that back no, in No
1: my DJ stayed with me yeah. all of my DJs that I stayed with stayed for years Yeah and and the thing is is that in the club setting right I never believed in that 10 15 20 DJs because there's no continuity, mm, nobody man. knows what the next guy is doing,
0: Preach there's no
1: programming. Yeah. And so, to and, and this is not a battle of the DJs, it's a battle of the DJs. Right. I did some of the greatest battles of the DJs.
0: We're going to go into, that's where I wanted to go to. Which hold on, one? Me, hold on, just <laughs> I start right there. I don't know, you're associated with some of the largest battles ever. Which one stands
1: out to you the most? Oh, of course. And who won? There, here's where we're gonna go into it. Yes, please. The New York versus Chicago battle of the DJs. Preach on The that first please. one, 85. 85. And now, uh, when I put this together, I, you know, because I had Jazzy J and Africa Islam. Yes. And I said, You guys gotta bring that's when they brought Charlie Baby Rosario. Okay. You know, you Charlie know Baby, Char- yeah. but, but I didn't know he was. I said, You guys gotta give me a DJ. Wait, Charlie Baby was a battle? In the, the battle. Get Out of here, you see, nobody knows that. No, I know
0: Charlie, we worked and everything together, but I never knew he was a battle DJ. Yeah, he well, he didn't
1: know it, (laughs) he didn't know they didn't even know it till they got here, right? Now, now, this is me being a promoter, okay? I said, I want to do this, so I think, what did I have on there? Farley, Julian, and Steve Steve Hurley,
0: yeah,
1: with Chicago, right? Now, you know, okay, I'm bringing them, I'm bringing the noise over here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I got Jazzy J, just right off the movie, you know, yeah. like that. It's Africa, Islam, Zulu Nation, right. all of that kind of stuff. And then, then they brought Charlie Baby. There. Yeah. And so I didn't know who Charlie Baby was, right. but here you he go. I said, well, that's New York. But they didn't know it was a battle. Now, how you many people that? did you have packed in there right now? Oh, shit. It was 4,000 people in the building Ooh. and probably another 4,000 outside of Wow. It because they, the, the city had to bring in the the city I didn't you know cuz I could I didn't even go near the front doors yeah. and stuff but they had the horses okay. and they brought the the mounted police out uh-huh. there and they had to block traffic because it was just I I remember I cuz I came from the north side I didn't I didn't I, didn't, I mean I came to the party right. I was driving down Ashland yeah. cuz uh Lakeshore Drive I didn't, I didn't want to come down to, from from Lakeshore Drive so I jumped on Ashland I was driving and I remember I saw people in line. This is an hour before the doors open. Right. This is on Ashland. This is two blocks. It was a three block long line yes, to get sir. in. Right. And I back then, we tried to sell tickets in advance, and I did, sold some, but everything was walk-up. Yeah, yeah. And and so it was this crazy line. I said, what is this? And I drove <laughs> around to the. I said, oh, my God. Right. And I said, and then so the we're- they, then the, sort the, of the police are coming around and everything and want to know what's going on. Okay. And then they started they started blocking up because the traffic was getting all ridiculous. Right. You get in there now. I'm doing everything visually in my head for this battle. I set up twelve, so it was uh, six, so it was twelve turntables on stage. Yeah. And it's set up on a tower. You know, and I had a, this level, it was like a pyramid. Right. And at the top, they did a ramp. So Farley could be up there. So okay. I'm looking at marketing. Right. And and so, cause Farley was the king, you know, and all right, that kind right, of stuff right. at
0: that time. At that time, right.
1: <laughs> no, it's <laughs> King Farley. <laughs> I, I, go get it. Don't get me started. <laughs> and, and uh so we so I mean this is a crazy crowd. I mean it's it's I mean it's it's the anticipation was crazy. Yes. And when they got up there and I was announcing all the DJs and Steve Hurley and Julian Perez and I mean it just this crowd is just going crazy for yeah. both sides, you yeah. know, everybody. And then we played the the track, you know, Farley, Farley, yeah, Farley, And yeah. he could walk it up the ramp. And, oh you know, my goodness. He'd do it, you know. <laughs> and I remember we st- I'm standing up there next to Farley and he go, Man, this is DJ Heaven right here. But the but the stage was doing this. oh Because it i I'm I did all this stuff in my head. I yeah. said, We're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. So, but we went through with the battle, but what it was, they didn't know it was a battle until they got here, and they said, well, you know, but they went with it. Yeah. They went with it. Yeah. And then what it was, you know, and Julian did the handcuffing behind his back scratching and right. and Farley put the t- turntable on his mm-hmm. head right. and did he, did. but what, what won, in my opinion. Yes. And in the crowd response. Yes. When he went into Scratch and Jazzy J, yeah. they was, oh, my God. Because what we heard on BMX was wiki, 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 right wiki, wiki, because it was so new. Yeah. And what they heard when Jazzy J, he was, hey, right. you know, he started doing that. And it was like, the crowd was going crazy and the sh- stage is shaking. Wow. And I'm going, and I said, oh, my God. Right. And, but they now you see that it's it's more common. But it was so advanced. It was
0: different because it was yeah first time doing yeah. it right.
1: And, and so it was a New York thing. Don't shoot me, but that New York won that. New York won I, that. And I, I'll probably get phone yeah, calls. Yeah, because when I, this I, we'll go out, Farley gonna call well, yeah, me. Yeah, because Farley and,
0: did his already. And he said he won that. So yeah, I know Farley
1: you know. gonna call me. <laughs> Julian probably called me. Oh man, why you? That's a dude. I just telling it what what I saw. Right, right, you know right.
0: I was there. So, Tony, you clearly had the money and the audience attention to access the DJs, producers, and artists. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you start, like, Batoy Records
1: at that time? I was, dude, I was doing what I was doing and enjoying life. Okay. And, and then I saw all of the, now I did, you know, I got into it in the 90s. So right. for a hot minute, yeah. for one year, but uh, I didn't, you know, I saw, it just, Look like a doggy dog world out there, mm. and with, with my parties, my books close at the end of the week. Right. I make my money. Boom, clean. Yeah, and then you know uh, exactly where you're at. Right, I I dabbled in the music thing with with Eddie and uh, High Voltage Records. Ah, okay. Pump It was mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Never have I seen such a more corrupt. Business in the record business <laughs> distributors can't I said you send them product where's my check where's yeah, my money right well you you, you got another one coming yeah. down, and hurry up and wait yeah, and then you 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 you're putting out money right I went to the thing and meet when I realized that it was bullshit,
0: yeah
1: was when I went to meet them in France, and I saw all these lawyers white lawyers right and i said and and all these other stuff, and the artists is over here. I said, all the licensing deals and all this other stuff is going on. Yes, sir. And I said, dude, ain't nobody making money but these motherfuckers over right. here. Right. And I said, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. As a as a as a business model, I'm looking at it as an yeah. independent. Yeah. I had I had went to the to because that, back then we were still getting record that's before they bought out all the radio stations yes. and that new law went into communications law. Right. And I, you know, had McCluskey and associates, you know, trying uh, to Jeff go. Yeah, yep, yeah. I did. That. I, I did everything right. Right. But I did all of this work, and 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 when we released "Pump It," I remember I ain't gonna mention no names. <laughs> uh, somebody uh, put it on a hot mixtape, right? And said, "Oh, we were doing Eddie a favor. You know, help you promote the record." Yeah. But what they did was they put the song, the okay. entire song, on one side. And then the other side The B side And then that's how you started the that, mix that's, that's not a mix That's right. not a sampling You put the whole song that's You put whole, the whole damn yeah. song And then you started a mix Right right. And, then, and that's what You were pitching for I put a cease and desist order I personally went down To every record store Between here and Milwaukee uh-huh. And pulled that shit Off the shelves Wow Hot mix They thought I was crazy So who did that? Did I say it? Yeah uh, Too Cool Chris Wow mm-hmm. And I said, and I, and so you know, I, I ain't trying. Yeah. I no, don't no, even no, care no, no, no more. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, all it's, it's water just, under the it's bridge. History, it's but but it happened. Okay. And, and 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 maybe in his mind, he thought he was doing a favor. That's not a favor. He, not knew a favor. He, he
0: knew he was doing. All right. Well. Yeah. Okay. He knew but he but, was
1: that, doing. but that's what I understood. I didn't understand about the record business is that it was it. This shit was. I dude. I didn't recoup half of the money that I put out. Right. And all this work, and, and because of what that that thing being out on the tape, yeah, I I mean I hadn't even picked up my product, the right. vinyl, right? It had, I had to go to, I I mean I drove, me and Eddie drove in a truck, a U-Haul truck to right. New York, wow. where they were pressing the shit, picked it up, drove back, no sleep, just ate a sandwich and came back. Wow, records still hot, the right. wax is still hot. Yeah. And then slept for about three or four hours and then personally delivered these records to all of the stores at the time. Right. And I said, this is way too much work. Wow. This is way too much work, yeah. way too much undercutting. And, and I no said, profit like that. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. I'm out. But no, that's good. And that's glad, I'm glad
0: that you say that because Tony, I, I, in the streets, I haven't heard one thing about bad about Tony Batoy. Like he doesn't pay the artists when he books it or, or the price. Mm-hmm. And I got to give respect to you, man. That's why I'm doing this. Cause I want to give you flowers, brother, because I believe you deserve it. Um, you one of the greats that did this. And, um, that's what I'm saying. I, I love it because you don't hear anybody talk bad about you on the street because you, you been, you was doing that for years. Yeah. I try to yeah. be,
1: I think, I believe what goes around comes around. So I don't want right. no shit back at me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so do you feel that you had an influence on Chicago radio? On the music yeah. side, on the music yeah. side,
1: I I think we I think we did. Uh, Todd Kavanaugh used to come to the clubs, and he would see what this was different time. They didn't have, uh, they they played independent stuff. Yeah, and they and they would see, they could see and feel what was happening in the club level. Right, and, uh, and so uh, they would uh, so the program directors used to come out there, and we uh, we would be breaking stuff. At the club level, right? I don't think that happens anymore. No, not at all. You know, they... back, back in the day when a
0: DJ used to play a record, that's when radio used to be like, "What's that? I yep. need to get that record." Blah blah blah. Yeah. Now it's totally different. Yeah. Radio dictates what's playing in the club. Yeah. And it's horrible, man. Yeah, it's true. really horrible. Yeah. So I, I get we got something. Here's here's a question, and he said, "Let's address the elephant in the room." We've seen the house that you built, Tony. Mm-hmm what's the most money you made in one party and what's the most you spent on one party?
1: The one that I'm doing now, but uh, the, well, that's not a party. That's the concert. That's, that's a totally different, different animal. Different, okay. I, that's a different animal because I'm doing a, uh, this 80s and 90s tour, okay. which is a seated thing all reserved seats. This is not a dance party. Ah, okay. And so, and th- th- because the market is changing, you know, right. you, people yeah. are forty, fifty years old, absolutely, and they can't be <laughs> jumping and jumping for three <laughs> and four hours. Right. A handful of people ask me, "Where are we gonna dance?" I said, "Yeah, you get up, you and, get up and dance in your, in your seat."
0: Right. So but, that's good. That's you. So to this day, this is the, the most expensive party.
1: That yeah, that okay. that you know that that's the most expensive concert. Okay. Now parties, the most money I made at parties. Which people won't realize was nitro, ah. not any of the, not any of the old stuff. Uh, the most fun I had, the greatest parties yeah. were at China Club. Okay, that's
0: what I was about to ask. you, Yeah,
1: the greatest yeah. now, and but I was getting a percentage. Okay, I was a percentage. I had a, a complicated deal with percentage of the bar, right? Per, I, and I had a uh, percentage of uh, the bar, the door, and uh, not not. But we had a. I, I took the place it was failing okay and I said okay I'll take a Saturday night this is what you were making i said you make what you were making already
0: yeah
1: i won't take a dime till x amount of dollars over that okay over what you were making right then i want my you know 10 fifteen percent on that right same thing on the bar okay and it was it was a complicated deal but it 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 reaped thousands every week for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we took over we took something from nothing that was a great is a great venue, but they were really, they were behind in sound yeah. and they were behind. Mike was a big part of uh they said we gotta we gotta make this a New York style club. They right. they were using these little plastic speakers, I don't know what the hell <laughs> they were. And we came in with them MT4s and right. Had the glassware falling off just the table, boom. boom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were hitting it, but no, but but the the most nitro was yeah, nitro. was okay. I mean, I I and I didn't even I didn't I didn't have to do anything in nitro. Right. We right. open every week, and uh, we would just. And how many people did you pack in the nitro? In the year? most we the most we put in there uh, because we we at first we could open we could stay open till. Uh, we stayed open till what six in the morning. Okay. Six in the morning because it, it, it was out in Stone Park until right. they changed the law on us, so we could double up, We could get a crowd and another crowd, so I could do like thirty five hundred people. Right. So, but the thing is, if you try, you the math is easy: sixty, seventy thousand dollar door. Yeah. But you're really only spending ten, fifteen thousand on the yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. So the most I made clean, clean profit. On a, and and this was yeah, week the after day. week. Yeah. I mean, I didn't build that. You know, you built that house because yeah, you 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 got that kind of money coming absolutely. in. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, and it was uh, and then I we had to split the crowd up because the music changed. Okay, and we started uh, one. We had the the urban because we we played more a lot of hip hop R and B okay. and stuff like that. Okay, and then there was not a lot of dance music to play in there. Okay. You remember the era? Now that was what year was this? Now
0: this is two thousand. So in two thousand, so it, you you're saying it was a dance shortage, So you went back to hip hop and R and B?
1: Yep. Okay. There was a there was just a dance.
0: It was different. It was it, was, it went underground after it, that. It was yeah.
1: because in the nineties I could play you know the uh, CNC music factories yeah. and all of that, yeah. but dude, around that two thousand there was like either. Now, I could do the white night, but we separated it. Yeah. I had to separate it. We, we did energy on Thursday night. Okay. Same venue. Right. Just all white kids. Wow. Because we were like, dang, dang, yeah. you know, EDM type. <laughs> right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, electronic
0: music. So, Tony, why didn't you never did anything on the south side?
1: Uh, I tried for a hot minute. And what was what was night. that? We did, remember I tried a little nitro thing on uh, where the 50-yard line was. With Tony and them over there, uh and when I saw the crowd the the thing was is they were so used to secrets and the stuff that they were doing over there right right and and the five dollar this and the, I bought Paul Wall and some other stuff over there,
0: yeah,
1: they weren't used to spending paying Money. to get in, yeah, yeah, my crowd at or at the rainbow i mean at at, at nitro. nitro. It was easy, fifteen, twenty dollars. They knew that's what, it, what yeah. it was. And then I remember being out there and kissing like, them How much? And we were like ten dollars, whatever, fifty. And they go, like, "Oh man, I got five dollars." And, and you know, I said, "Well, you know, you can go to get a happy meal or yeah. something." But, <laughs> and, and you know, people, you know, and it just—it was a different. I just the business model wasn't made for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, because I, I had all my sound stuff and we brought all, we tried to bring, elevated up to a, what a nitro party would be. And uh, the, the numbers didn't match up. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a harder climb to get to where you want it to be. And so it was, you know, either break even or a little bit under. Yeah. And then everybody complaining about, I said, how are they complaining about the price so much?
0: Yeah. And Wait,
1: so what year was that? Two thousand and nine.
0: Good, because you know what, it ain't changed yet, Tony. So you, you
1: no, no, <laughs> you ain't losing
0: that. it. It's still the same out there. Brother. It was, it yeah. was,
1: because because Nitro was closed. So we said we go go out there. Two thousand nine. Two thousand wow. and nine. Wow. And 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 I couldn't. I just did not understand. And the re- only reason I closed Nitro, yeah, is that I got tired of, uh, uh well a girl did get hit by a car. Okay. Two blocks, three blocks away.
0: Right.
1: It was a night I was totally sold out holiday week Wednesday. It was a Wednesday actually we did a special Wednesday party. Right. And I mean I mean we couldn't we could only let people come in and somebody come out. Yeah. You know. And then there was uh, some kind of ruckus in the corner and 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 the guy was like it was a new police captain or something, and he comes okay. in there. You got to shut the party down. You got to, you know, cut the lights on. I said, are you crazy? <laughs> and I told him, are you crazy? Right. And, and, and he said, no, you got to shut it down. And I told him, I said, dude, put on the marquee sold out. I don't, I'm not trying to make no more money. Yeah. Just, we put on the marquee sold out. I'll play nothing but slow records. Right. For the next two three hours right, to get, yeah. just to calm this thing and to get everybody out right. you know yeah. and i said well i said fuck it yeah and i was pissed off and i said do what you got to do he right. said well you got it. i ain't announcing shit <laughs> and i said i wouldn't even go to the mic and you want to do this you do that so yeah. he announced it and people were standing there they had the lights on and they were crazy and then they start walking out I said, you go, I said you're gonna drop two thousand something people and this road, you know, it's lake Street, it goes with trucks and yeah, stuff flying yeah, through yeah. here, and exactly what I told them, and I didn't even know this had happened, but they were people would park like blocks away in these old parking yeah. lots across, you know, because everybody was out hustling trying right. to make money right right, right. and it was like a flea market thing out there and, and uh and I guess uh uh one a girl got hit crossing oh wow the way okay. And, uh, and I think, and, and she ended up uh, passing away. Oh my god! And, and I, mm-hmm. I'm like, and then it's my fault. Everybody, oh, oh when we Stone, yeah. You know, and I'm going to the mayor's office, and I told the guy what what he had did did, right. and this son of a bitch, and he lied. Right. I didn't say that. I didn't say. I didn't tell. Yeah. You motherfucker. Yeah. And man, I said, dude, do whatever y'all politics, gonna do. I'm out. I, yeah. you know, I was like done with it Right. because every week for. When you're when you're dealing with an urban black crowd, right. everything that happens in the neighborhood is your fault. Absolutely. Every car that's stolen, everything. And so I was this was, it's been a juggling, it was a juggling act for years with that, trying to right. calm everybody down. Yeah. So dude, you know, you, first of all, as soon as you see black people, you gotta start wigging out. Right. And I said, not every black teenager is a black teenager. Not every black teenager is a gangbanger. Not every black teenager is bad. Right. I said we have a control over the situation here.
0: Yeah.
1: They they understand there are rules to this shit. Right. You know we been exactly. here for years. I said, but you guys want to come in and, and and be like you know you want right. you know bat them over the head and stuff. I said there's a time and a place for anybody that's totally out of pocket. Yeah. But. They, they just never knew They were just They were scared They were yeah, scared They yeah. were scared of that uh, Of the urban black crowd yeah, And that's and how it is Tony so, it's, it's that way everywhere across Yeah Every city It's yeah. the same crap And you get There's plenty of money To be made in it But it's uh, You have to deal with that And, and, and class, I think yeah. I think we had some of the best I did a Nitro reunion Okay Two years ago right Okay These All these people are 30 something now Yeah Sold out Absolutely, I mean great. I mean we play I told I told my all the DJs we play nothing but that era. Right. We staying right in this lane what we were absolutely and they loved it. They loved it. All these people grown now, teenagers, 30, 30, 40 years old. Sold out in this sold out in advance. Online. No and, 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 and the thing about it was I get there and who's at the door? Stone Park Police. Uh. They're like We heard it was going to be trouble
0: Oh my goodness Yeah. There it said, go man again. get the f- it, 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 it hasn't changed So yeah. Tony let me I got two more man I know you're busy yeah. I got two more for you Okay How do you feel House music got his name Or where do you think House music
1: got his name Are oh, you trying me? to get me In the middle <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what I was over here Okay like I said I'm. I'm doing my thing Yeah and I never I was like, "Well, what does it mean?" I kept saying, "When you say house music, does it mean like it comes from a house or? and nobody could ever tell me?" Okay. And I just knew that it was soulful. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. And I used to always have to tell my DJs when I had my Latin DJs on there cuz they want to try to pitch everything up. Okay. I said, "Just come on now." I said, "This stuff has you you taking all the soul out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to right, right. play that play that. Play, <laughs> you know, feeling hot, hot, do whatever, right. all that stuff. But I said, let this music do yeah. what it do. Let right. it do what it do. So at the time you, you really don't know where it came from. I didn't you know, you just... They, they just came with this is house music. Okay. And then it and and and, and, and to this day, the Latin crowd call stuff house that's not house. And a lot of people call stuff. I said that's not really house music. What I the so f- I just see how the stuff that I see as house music. That the stuff that I like, the stuff from Ten City and stuff like that.
0: Right.
1: I feel, yeah. you know, those are, that, yeah. that's house music okay. to me. Okay. No, no. I, and and, and hip house is cool. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a variation Absolutely. of house music. Right. And but the the, the true like the house music sound right. to me is, is disco. To the next level. Okay, okay. Because I grew and, up in the disco Right. Here. So last question. If you can throw a party
0: right now and nobody's gonna take this to heart anything, mm. who would you get as your your top DJs and 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 name them in that order? Oh man, you <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just saying no I want Tony Batoy favorite DJ that you feel that this is this is what you prob- want.
1: Okay. There's, there's what the crowd would want. No, no, no. I'm talking
0: about what Tony Batoy wants, like your favorite top yeah, five uh, DJs.
1: Okay. If, if, now, there's Mike, because Mike's Mike been with me Man forever. Mike wasn't right. And he understands. Right. He understands exactly the, the program. Yes, sir. I'm going to reach back, and I'm going to say Jungle George. Okay. Ooh,
0: yeah, Jungle George.
1: Jungle George, same thing. Okay. They... they and the reason I get into the older guys is their library of music and the knowledge right. that they bring to it.
0: Right.
1: A kid that you probably, nobody ever talks about is for me, and this is yeah. my experience this Tony Kano.
0: Tony Kano. Tony, wow.
1: Because Tony is, he's a team player.
0: Yeah.
1: When they, when they, you said you know what, what they need from him. Yeah. Because with, for a club, right. For a club you know this is not for i'm not if if i was doing a club yeah okay that that the reason that i that i talk about those three is that it's it's a continuity and a an understanding and yeah. a te- working together as a team now other people can duplicate it with right. their dj's right now if you you know like so a, a, a south side promoter would take their three that for the same reasons yeah. that these DJs will listen and understand your philosophy, right. what you want right. for a club yeah. and and uh and and then make it happen. You yeah. go into and, and 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 then but but the, if I go into the house thing, I've always have a thing with Mike Dunn. Okay. Mike Dunn was the same way. That's I said good. Mike can play whatever. Yeah. And he can come in there and he can he can be the housiest house or he yeah. can be the poppiest pop. He can right. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what 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 gets me uh uh going and I've always I preached that to him to, to to Mike about uh right. the young kid DJ Metro. Yeah. Because these being able to 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 jump around right. and go from genre to genre and I know people I know you're doing a house music show, but To be able to to be kind of like a, you know, a chameleon, you can. Yeah, get you, you got to just no. This is house everything house music and more. So we talk about everything.
0: So yeah, not, okay, okay. Me. So yeah, no. As a DJ, like you said, you want somebody who's complete that can play everything. Yeah, and that can read. A but crowd if I was doing
1: grip. a show, then yeah. I start doing what the. I start looking. Okay, well, do I need Farley <laughs> on this show? Do I need because they they because I need draws. Right. right. You need draws, but if I'm doing a club, there's, there's yeah. a difference what I would do for a draw yeah. and and what I would do for uh, a club. Because yeah. the club is experience. And, uh, and, and the whole thing But yeah. if I'm doing draws yeah. Then I gotta look at every market right? Where, where the venue Themes And everything yeah. else And then it adjusts to, to that I get, so I get one more everybody. question for you
0: so, And this is something personal for me the, the whole scene has changed now Because I never seen once Tony Batoy did an event And then it was free And everybody got in And they had to pay Buy drinks And do everything to make money you always that. charged that the door, and that was a standard. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that changed over the years? It
1: might have changed with everybody else. It ain't changed with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, right? I think people, because
0: uh, everybody's complaining, like, oh, they they don't, they don't they want don't to pay five dollars, they don't want ten. I'm like, it's it's
1: twenty
0: twenty something. It's we in a new century now?
1: And I tell them, don't come then. New decade. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. and and you have, to, yeah. you have to. You have to. You have to. As a club, if, if you want to be a club, if you got that thirsty and all that hustle to get somebody in and well, get them to buy a drink and then, right. you know, do better. Yeah. Make your place an experience. Yes. When they come in there, they know what they're getting. Yes. And, and, and I keep on telling them that's why the DJ, the music... The circuses, we the sound, the right. lights, the whole thing has to be a total package. Nice. That th- when they walk in that door, they know what they get. Mm. This shit is gonna be bumping, Yeah. and that's why when I talked about the having the right DJs yes. and everything that understand that the ebb and flow of the night, yes sir, and to make this thing an experience, yes, that night has to be an experience. And this here, it, I'm I'm so concerned about getting a crowd that I won't charge them. Mm-hmm. And if you give it, if you, if you charge nothing for your party, yes. that's what your party's worth. Nothing. Wow. That's my philosophy. That's been my philosophy in forever. Wow.
0: That's and good,
1: honey. and we, uh, last, yeah. last one I want to throw in this because yes. I'm doing this 80s and 90s Absolutely. concert Absolutely. and this thing is selling great Okay. and stuff like that. At first were people said, well, you're charging too much. You, this, well, how can you do this? And uh, because the tickets range from 39 to $200, right? Right. And right. where you sit is where you sit. Yeah. You get up, you know, just like going to a game. Absolutely. You, know? you up front, you you know, you got the $200 seat. You yes, got sir. Up there, all the experience, my job is to make the whole experience great. So I got the projectors and the cameras. Yeah. So if you're up there, it's going to be a great experience. Yeah. It's going to be a super experience down here. But but uh, when I was going over it with, you you know, with my investors and everything else, and I said, well, man, you think they're fl-? I said, dude, I'm doing the math. And this is the last thing that I'll say to yes. any promoter, any business person out there. Yes. People lie. Math never lies. There you go. If, you, if, if it costs $150,000 to do this show, you better be at 50%, 150,000, at, at 50% of ticket sales. In anything that I do, you have to be. Because the model, otherwise it don't make sense. It ne- because when when they come in, well, you can charge this, and I said, no, you can't do that. Right. You cannot do that because you'd have to be at 80 percent before you saw dollar one. Yeah, that's not good business. Right. And if they don't want to pay for that, then maybe my product is not good enough. Yeah. I said so. You got to put the price out there because you're paying for this. You know these groups lease leasing. They're not doing this shit for free. Right. Right. Nobody's doing it, so they got to understand there's a value to it. Right. and the other thing that if you charge if people that do this undercut and five tickets for yeah. you know and all of that kind <laughs> yeah, of hustle yeah, yeah. type stuff trying to get people to buy that's a desperation move yes. and and when you put a cheap ticket on there they say well, this must not be you know you you if you buy a you go out there by buying a car and yeah. they, you say this Prices don't make sense, so you understand. You know, that's some gems, Tony. You're dropping some gems, brother. Yeah, so that's 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 it in a nutshell. So, so go ahead and and promote the 80s 90s party. Yeah, when is that coming up? April 19th, okay, at uh, Rosemont Theater. Okay, uh, it's got 10 acts on it. Uh, it's it's 80s 90s, kind of like a little bit more of a mainstream. Uh, Lisa Lisa, uh, Color Me Bad, uh, The Jets. Hmm. Actually got big response on yeah, the jets. Yeah. And uh but then I got a, a lot of the freestyle acts that they like uh with with uh Sweet Sensation, TKA, George Lamont mm. uh uh on, on on the show I got uh I got uh, 20 Fingers, that, that new girl that they got, oh, the Nia okay. Jules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's on there, and I got Lime on there okay. for, for that for that going wave. So where, where can they go buy tickets
0: if they have to go? Ticketmaster. Right Ticketmaster, you guys. Or
1: TonyBetoy.com. There you go. There
0: you well, go. Tony, I want to say thank you so much, brother. I appreciate this. I love you for doing this, man. I love you. Um, You dropped some knowledge to a lot of people, man, and you've been in this game for such a long time 40 years 40 years I've been in there 40 years for real Okay, 40 years So as a matter of fact let's, let's touch on that right quick This year is the 40 year anniversary of house music What do you have to say about that?
1: I think, you know, it's close It's close to 40 uh, Well, I, for my, I told you My experience with yes. house was 85 Yes Oh, and, and I gotta sneak this one go in Go ahead, go ahead My experience Because I saw what I saw the infancy of house music Yes I saw it before because when when L and I was doing it, uh, working to the bone, right, he was bring he was bringing these little tracks and bring a whole reel to reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said i want to play this, and he he would play he would play that you know the tracks and the right. kids would respond to it. Yeah, and uh, and and I did us one thing at the Aragon, and Steve Hurley brought the brought the track to uh, uh, the real, reel. Yeah, uh, what was it? I, I can't I can turn, turn around. Dun, dun, right. dun, 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 yeah, yeah. Dun. He just played it. He just played it on a reel. He brought the whole reel there right. and they went nuts. Yeah. And he I said, dude, you got a hit here. Right. But it was no music. There was no vocals or nothing to it. It was just he just played a loop of, the, of that yeah. and he said, Oh. I said he, I said, yeah, It'll work. But I <laughs> and it's easy to test market. You got you got four or five thousand people sitting Absolutely. in front of you. Absolutely. So so but but I saw it. I saw okay. it in the eighty uh I saw it coming. Right. Because of, because of l and I and yes. because of Steve and them. But I saw it coming down the pike and uh, uh, but 84. Okay. I, so it is 40 years. It is 40 years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay.
0: But well, once again, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Love you, Tony. Thank you for doing this, man. Taking the time out. I appreciate
1: you, brother. Okay. Peace. Late, later. Later.